1: is packs what she said now here's perry goldstein and maggie loney
2: welcome back to another episode of the packs what she said podcast i'm one of your co-hosts maggie loney joined as always by perry goldstein and this week as we teased we did make it happen we have a very special guest one of our favorite people in the packer sphere you know him from cheesehead tv and a, a ton of other places but it's it's aaron agler aaron thank you so much for joining us
0: well, thank you so much for having me. I'm very excited to be on Packs. What she said. Look at this juggernaut podcast <laughs> taking on the Packers blogosphere. I love it. I love it. So happy to be here.
1: Oh, we're so happy to have you. It's been too long.
0: Been gotta, too long.
1: Yeah, we got to make this a regular thing.
0: I'm down um, with that. I'm down with that.
1: We wanted to have you on because you just got back from Indianapolis. I did. Um, yeah. I saw your you know, have to must post New York City Skyline whenever you return to New York, just like a oh, true New Yorker yes. must.
0: Gotta do it. Yeah,
1: gotta you gotta do it. Do it. Um, relatable. I was like, oh, he's back. Um, <laughs>
0: <Right>. <laughs>
1: you gotta let the people know that you're back in New York. I am but back
0: on New York City. You York were an
1: for the Combine. Mm-hmm. Um, I think... So neither Maggie or... Maggie, you've never been, right? To no. The combine? no. So mm-hmm. neither of us have been, and I'm sure a lot of people listening haven't either. So, like, before we dive into... Players, etc. Like, can you just like give everybody listening like lay the land? Like, what's the combine like? Like, days, schedule, vibe. I hear right. it's like a lot of socializing, a lot of like yeah. you know like off camera stuff. Yeah. So- right.
0: <laughs> right. I will say, I think it's interesting because it really depends on what you're there for. I, I there's zero question that the most valuable networking stuff happens late at night in the bars and in the restaurants and what have you. And some of that is kind of predetermined as far as, Hey, you want to grab a, a beer or you want to grab a, a go to have dinner together. Cause that happens. I had a dinner with a couple agents and uh, you definitely, you know, meet people or run into people. There's lots of people I know in the business that I see out and um, people who work for the Packers or other teams from back in my days when I was a sports illustrator or a bleach report and covering the league, you, you end up knowing a lot of people, right? So, you do kind of get into a rhythm and a groove where during the day, yes, you're, and they've changed it over the years, but now for the last few years, last number of years, it's been, you know, during the day, you are in the convention center. It used to be you were in Lucas Oil, but now you're in the convention center all day. And they have two separate spots. One is a humongous ballroom where they have tons of tables set up for basically the print media. It's lots of people who work for newspapers or websites who only need to write. Um, and it's very quiet in there. Uh, and then there's another section where they host all the interviews for all the prospects, all the coaches, GMs. And alongside that, they have kind of a mini radio row, which has actually grown quite a bit over the last kind of 10 years or so, um, very much like they have at the Super Bowl. And that's kind of telling, right? That's the whole point of the Combine now from the NFL's perspective because. Look, the the I understand lots of people kind of poo-poo or dismiss or scoff at the combine and the event of it, right, and the television programming of it, because that is what the NFL wants. It wants a tentpole event in the middle of the off season that, isn't, obviously, it's not going to be as big as the draft, but it certainly drives eyeballs and it certainly drives interest, and the more of that, the better. They have the shortest or I'm sorry, the longest offseason of any major sport. They want their their kind of brand in the headlines as much as possible. And the combine allows them to do that. Uh, But on the ground, when you're there covering it, it is really easy to kind of remember that. Look, the teams are there to kind of fill out a spreadsheet. Right. It's information gathering. You know, all that athletic testing, the 40s, the three cone drill, all of it is just, you know, putting information in a box. That's all they're doing. Um, the big part of it is what you're you know, talking about there, the networking, getting the scuttlebutt, getting kind of like who's doing what and you hear from teams and you hear from players and agents and what have you. Uh, and it all kind of gets thrown into the mix where I think we've already seen coming out of it. You do get some headlines kind of head scratching like, oh, this is what I'm hearing in indie. OK, but who did you hear it from? Yeah, uh, I think any right. kind of any of that rumor mongering that you hear coming out of Indy, you do have to take with a grain of salt. But on the flip side, when you start next week where they have the you know, negotiating window that opens up on Monday and inevitably we see deals signed the moment that happens, like I think it's at noon, right? And then at 12.01, so-and-so has agreed with the Colts on a four-year deal. Well, I guarantee you that conversation began during the Combine in those bars, in those restaurants, between agents mm. and personnel people. So it's just a great kind of vibe for a week for the NFL world. Some of it's more important than others, but uh, there's no doubt that it is important on the NFL landscape. That's,
2: so you're saying that Tom Brady actually is on retiring and playing with the Miami Dolphins.
0: That's one of those <laughs> I would say, put a grain of salt next to it. That's all, right, all I'm checking. saying. That's all, right. all I'm saying.
1: Yeah. Nice one, Meg. <laughs> I have so many questions. This is just such an interesting event to me because you're right. There is like what the fans get, which is yeah. like you turn it on and you get to watch and you're scrolling through Twitter and you get all these like highlight reels of like players who run a really fast 40 or like that tight end who had that crazy catch that I can't remember his name at the moment. Darnell Washington. Washington. Thank you, Darnell yeah. Washington. That was and like art. Like,
0: the still of that. It is was crazy. It was, yeah. yeah.
1: And it's fun because it's been like this drought since the Super Bowl, and even longer for fans who didn't have playoff football, <laughs> but, like, Oh my God, football activities. This is so exciting. But like, at the same time, like this is kind of a, just a business like status quo. Oh, it's a business meeting. meeting.
0: Absolutely. Yeah.
1: And so you get like, you know, Goot has to go up there and give his presser and he's probably dreading it because he knows exactly what kind of questions he's <laughs> going to get. And yeah, right. um, and all that. So it's interesting to hear that there's I like that there's like a little radio row and it's growing it sounds like the I Oh like, yeah. You know I mean it was,
0: new... it was kind of non yeah. I want to say it was kind of non-existent even 5 years ago. I mean there were yeah. it was very minimal, like a few tables. And now it is it is very much like radio. Obviously it's nowhere near as big as the Super Bowl, but there are all uh, lots of the teams have their kind of digital people there. Tons of radio stations set up there for the week and I'm telling you, Amanda, I wish the Packers would do it. That'd be great. But yeah, yeah, it's a growing burgeoning kind of scene because look, uh, I think you've hit the nail on the head. It is a bit of a drought, right? You've gone, what, 19 weeks, 20 weeks in a row with football, maybe even more. uh, And then all of a sudden there's nothing. And I know the XFL is kicking off and whatever, but as far as NFL football, you've got nothing It's like going through withdrawals and then suddenly, (laughs) bang, there it is. And it's like, oh yeah, that's right getting ready for the draft it's in that aspect it's great it's perfect
1: do the coaches and I'm, I'm i did see i don't know if this was just packer specific but it seemed like it was more you know league-wide that less and less coaches are going because they just get the tape and so it's like you're going like because the interviews you want to meet with these players in person right now covid's over you don't do these zoom interviews anymore like you get to go and have those interviews and the players now have to like speak to the media but like everything else like matt can just get the film and he doesn't really need to be there was that like as prevalent or is that just a packer thing
0: it's been coming for a while now that's been It's funny because there's a clip of me asking Goody about it last year because Sean McVay had stayed away last season. And that was after a few other staffs had stayed away. And I said, like, do you value what Matt does here? And, you know, Brian gave his best, you know, kind of, I don't want to say BS answer, but he did say, oh, we really value what they do here. Now you fast forward to this season and it's like, oh, Matt and his staff are staying home. I do get it. I think there's a lot more value in whatever they're doing kind of scheme-wise, right, Uh, self-scouting-wise at 1265 Lombardi, rather than, I understand that it is valuable for these guys to get some face-to-face time with these prospects. But ultimately, they're not the ones making the decisions. The personnel group are the people that are putting together the draft board and making the call, Goody essentially making the call, to draft these kids. And it's like, great, I hope you had a nice time. I hope you had a nice connection with the kid. But ultimately... Regardless of whatever your personal feelings are about the guy as a coach, you're going to have to coach whoever they draft.
1: Whoever they pick, yeah, you know what I
0: mean. So, yeah. and there's still a little bit of it. Goody mentioned when we talked to him that there's still Zoom interviews and some of the uh, kind of 45 uh, official visits, etc. And the staff, the coaching staff, will be involved with some of that. But you know, traditionally in the past, the coaches had been down on the field during some of the informal stuff prior to the warmups and I'm uh, sorry, the workouts. And now, you know, the area scouts and some of the lower end personnel people are doing those. The staff will still have an opportunity a little bit, but ultimately really outside of the face-to-face stuff, do the coaches have, is there any benefit in them sitting there at Lucas Oil stadium, watching these guys run the 40, do a three cone drill, watch a quarterback throw, whatever, you know what I mean? Like, it's a week of these guys being away from the facility and being in those bars and restaurants I was talking about and really not doing much else. And they're not, and they're being kind of put behind on the projects they want to do or need to do back at the facility. So like I said, I I, felt like it was headed this way for a while.
1: Yeah. They still get pro days, right? Like they can pick and choose kind of like, okay, these guys we want to go. Like I'm sure like there'll be more staff at like Georgia's pro day. And I will
0: say, I will say the one I'll, I'll, ex, my expectation is that we'll probably, because like you said, Perry, like it's kind of seems to be headed this way. League wide as more and more teams do this. I think the NFL will mandate that the head coaches show up because it is a te- it is a television show, you know, yeah. and GMs aren't on camera on the sideline week after week. You know uh-huh. what I mean? Those coaches, those head coaches, they're, they're television stars. They are TV-facing guys who, for better or worse, they're the face of your franchise, they're the face of your team. And to not have those guys in those sessions answering those questions, just quote being on the television for NFL Network and others, that I don't think the league like the league will like that as it, it kind of expands. why yeah. so I expect they'll make the head coaches show up.
1: I'm sure Matt will love that.
0: He yeah, he'll, he'll, the face he'll really. will really love it. that. Love it.
1: <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I mean, and they'll still do the in-person, like, where the guys go up to to visit at the stadium, yep. right? They invite Absolutely. players up. So there's plenty 100%. of time. But, yeah, it is it is a little bit – and it's funny you're saying that I'm, like, thinking about, like, reality TV, like, producers of reality TV shows are like, but we have to get them all in a room. 100%. <laughs>
0: like,
1: stuff is going to happen when we get them all in a room. It's a television
0: <laughs> show. I'm telling you. That's a big part of it. That is, that is a bigger and bigger driver, and that's the reason why it sucks. But next year is the last year that Indy is contracted to have the Combine. They're going to start moving it, and I have zero doubt it's going to be that. in L.A., and then eventually it. it'll go to other places because they've had such success with that with the draft, and I don't think it'll be as big as the draft. But if you're getting 250,000 people in Philadelphia for the draft, you'll get a decent-sized crowd for wherever the Combine ends up
2: you see mark murphy hopes hosting the combine at the rush center and like them <laughs> having to have like the media come i tell you what there'd that.
0: probably be a better chance of green bay getting the combine than there is of them getting the draft at this point just yeah, because the draft like is so huge player. yeah
1: maybe it's like look we can do this maybe if we can prove we can do this then maybe we can get maybe draft. that
0: leads to them getting the draft i would hope so and i know they really want the draft and they thought wow. they were close a couple of times but the bigger that event gets the harder it's going to be for the packers to sell the league on it
1: they got to get
0: some more uh housing up there a lot of hotels a lot of hotels yeah
2: another day is here and you're ready for it what to wear check breakfast lunch and dinner check planning for what's next and how to save for it that's where bank of america can help for your financial to-dos bank of america has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Mag, any uh, any questions on your end? Yeah, so I was just going to ask before we dive into like players and position groups, you know, at the Combine Obviously, we have no news on Aaron Rodgers. We don't know what's going on with that. You know, the darkness retreat didn't yield any answers for us at this point. We're um, that was clever. Good job, Perry. Thanks. Um, but, but do you think the draft strategy at all changes? You know, and let's not even count picks in this. Whoever right. is the quarterback, Rodgers or Love, or you know, maybe they draft someone in the top 15, does the draft strategy look different depending on who's throwing the football in Green Bay?
0: It's interesting because I, you want to say no, right? Because the it idea is. being that you want to build the best team possible, collect the best players, regardless of who the quarterback is. I will say, though, I do think it changes a little bit if Jordan is your quarterback, simply because that means that Aaron has been traded, right? And because of that trade, your ability to go get guys in free agency is de- not deeply, but significantly yeah. hampered. Yeah. You know, the the cap hit from trading Rodgers is significant and really lessens your ability to work in free agency. So I would suspect and I don't know if it like, uh, you know, if it pushes, maybe it it, it kind of manifests itself. Most likely, if there are two guys with similar grades, I think you're going with a guy who's played a lot and who can maybe hopefully hit the ground running a little bit more than some smaller school prospect or a guy who doesn't have a ton of production, you probably go with the guy who can help you right away simply because you're going to have to help your young quarterback. And that's like, I think that's the one area where it may make a difference, but ultimately I would suspect the way the Packers view the draft, it's a long-term investment. They don't want to be too reactionary in the sense of, okay, we've got to draft this because we've got this young guy QB and you know, that, domino falls and i just don't think they're gonna look at it that way but i do think like i said it could be a potential tiebreaker if they have similar grades on guys
1: i feel like they really do like best player available like they really really stick to that so i agree they try
0: i mean sometimes it's you know yeah player available at a position of need right we all
1: agree with you that like from a developmental standpoint like could i see if jordan's under center, but I even feel like this way with Rodgers, right? If they're going all in, they want their guys right now to contribute immediately. So they're not going to go with a Rashawn Gary type edge rusher who needs two seasons to go. You know, they're going to go with right, a guy right. who's like ready to go. It's kind of how I feel too. But I actually don't know if I feel like that changes because you're they're all in and like this is the last season that you're trying to get to the Super Bowl with this man. Right. Or you have the new guy
2: and you need support for him. I think I think there's something too, though, to be said, like, even, you know, whatever happens with your draft strategy, like, yes, Aaron Rodgers has always said that people come to Green Bay to play with him, but if Aaron Rodgers leaves... Like, look at Bud Dupree. Like, are there free agents now right. that are going to say, like, yes, let me go to a Packers team that has this completely unproven commodity at quarterback and they're looking at, you know, a, a rebuild? Whereas if That's Aaron Rodgers a really is really
0: good point, That's you're like, really hey, maybe this is
2: the year they go all in and we can come play with Aaron Rodgers for a year and then just continuously kick the can down the road like what does that yeah. do to your free agency yeah if it's already life?
1: not exactly the destination what? <laughs> and, like, money- what are you
0: talking about
1: sorry like money talks Right, but the Packers don't really have much of that either.
0: <laughs> so, well, that's the thing. That's what I mean. Like, like In the sense that if Aaron is there, they have a little bit more to play with. Yeah, but has you know Aaron I mean? really been up? a whole... Like, come on. Has
1: Aaron no. really been What's a so whole... What's so funny is, like,
0: who are the two big names that have come while he's there, like, specifically cited him in their, like, introductory... Martellus Bennett and Jimmy Graham.
1: Martellus <laughs> Bennett and
0: Jimmy Graham. Both yeah, of whom so... flamed out or were less than inspiring. Yes, correct.
1: Yeah, I would really love... I mean... Not to divert too much away from the combine, but like I personally would just like to see the Packers get younger. So if they're gonna go after free agents, like I'm not looking. I'd, I'd be a little disappointed if they're if like they sign Allen Robinson. Like I'm just like we're gonna do this again. Like we're gonna yeah. do the same thing again. The thing right? is, it's
0: all it's all cost though, right? Like, well, of course you'd love someone younger, but if you can get someone on the cheap. And who's so yeah, played course. in the league. You need a veteran, or they want a veteran. They've said that, right? So it was funny because I put that out there today. My yes, no, maybe. And then Alan Robinson was a maybe. And it's like, well, yeah, no, I don't think they're going to spend big money on the guy. And yeah, does he look washed? A little bit. But if he's cheap labor and his guy who's played in the league and a guy, by the way, who they've had interest in before.
1: Yeah. Remember, yeah. it
0: came down to the Packers and the Bears, and he chose the Bears so it's, there's Beard history decision. there you know what, what a pick.
2: very weird decision i'll take i'll take robert woods if we're gonna talk about
0: uh i'm down with that too that's another maybe a hundred percent but again <laughs> it comes down it comes down to the the price it comes yeah. down to can they work some because everyone's like it's so funny because everyone's like kills the sammy Watkins signing for good reason he flamed out he wasn't he, pretty much what you expected he couldn't stay healthy <laughs> etc but man they got him for peanuts yeah yeah so of course that you know that signing made sense i get it it was the
1: lowest risk like it's, it's not like they've
0: got much more to play with this offseason
1: yeah so before we go into the prospects hmm. like you're out there you're hearing things you're in the bar awesome. like anything any like rumors or news that you got at the combine any either it's been already like put out there into the twitterverse or not that you like not the stuff that you take with a grain of salt the stuff that you're like mm, right, right, this right. might have like legs to it
0: nothing substantial uh, you know a, a lot of people guessing about Aaron's future but that's It's all it. guessing for sure. It's a lot of guesswork and uh, like to Aaron's point you know if you're not in the inner circle you don't know like I it's funny because I talked to someone from Athletes First that's Aaron's agency and even in the building they're like we have no idea like I'm sure like David Dunn has an idea but that's about it you know so there was a lot of that 2400 sports is an odyssey company